Hello everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Escapism, Michael's Work Revisited. So, I'm just kind of doing this little intro before we get into the actual episode. You guys heard the episode zero, which I posted before, and that kind of explains everything. Kind of gets you booted back up on what's been going on with the podcast. But today, I figured I'd just get the episode out right after episode zero. At the time that I recorded this episode, I did not have episode one recorded, so I kind of was a little thrown off, but we got through it, and I think it's a really informative, very interesting episode. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. It's with one of my close Michael Jackson friends, Nicholas Stoller. We go through our thoughts on This Is It, the song. We talk about the movie, some unreleased remixes and projects from the estate, and This Is It box set that's recently come out so i uh, hope you guys enjoy it i really enjoyed making it and uh yeah stick around hello everyone welcome to the very first real episode of escapism michael's work revisited um that's the full title but from later on i'm probably just going to call it escapism and today we're going to be reviewing the song this is it and we are um we have a guest here um today um nicholas Hello. Hello. Thank, you, um, thank, you. thank you so much for having me today. So excited. Um, yeah, no problem. So um, um I'm gonna record the. I you guys have probably already heard the episode zero, um, but I haven't recorded it yet as of time. So I'm not gonna explain what I'm gonna do in the podcast. You guys have already heard. Um, today we're gonna be talking about the song. This is it. Um, so this was the first um song released by Michael Jackson after his death. And that's probably one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. Yeah, it's very beautiful. I mean, it's really emotional to hear that it was, like, the first song after his death. I mean, it almost made me cry. Uh-huh. I mean, actually, it didn't make me cry because I was listening to that on uh, the 10th anniversary of his death. And that, oh, jeez. Uh-huh. So this song it was released along with the movie, um, which came out in 2009. I think um, it was in May. The song was... Yeah, I think it was in May. The song was premiered on his website on October 12, 2009. Um, it was written by Michael Jackson and Paul Anka. And it was um, recorded, I believe, in 1982 or 1983. So around the time of Thriller being recorded, which is pretty cool. Because um, usually when I listen to this song, I kind of think of it as, you know, a later Michael Jackson song. But it was recorded, like, all the way back in, like, the 80s. Yeah, I know. I mean, that kind of took me by surprise because I thought that, like, was recorded for the This Is It album that they were released before the tour, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if he named the tour after the song or what, but, you know, I just think that this is this is probably one, again, it's probably one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs ever. Um, so, yeah, it was recorded in 1983, and it was reworked in 2009. So the version that we hear is not what it sounded like originally, but it's, it's pretty close. They just had to remaster it and whatnot. Yeah. Um, there is actually three versions. There's the album version, which is three minutes and 37 seconds. The single version, which is three minutes and 43 seconds, which is kind of weird that the single version is longer. Yeah, that doesn't really happen a few much. Seconds. Yeah, but it's weird. But I don't, it's not really that big of a difference. It's only like six seconds. And then my probably my favorite version of the song, the orchestra version with that really cool intro. It's four minutes and 55 seconds long. Yeah, yeah. That's, that that version is beautiful. Oh, my God. Um. And the producers on the track, Michael Jackson, John McClain, and Mervyn Warren. So yeah, this is a, pretty much the first Michael Jackson song that was released after his death. Or it was released at the movie. Um, 
what is the reason that we're doing this song for this specific reason? Okay, uh, so if you guys don't know, uh, the Beatles, uh, Abbey Road, um, what turned 50, and that's like one of the most commercially successful albums of all time. And now Abbey mm-hmm. Road is back at number one, and probably like one of the biggest um, anniversary albums of all time. So what does the MJ State do to beat out that record? Oh, uh, this is it. Turns ten. Exactly. Now this is this is the crazy. So here, uh, okay. So this is what I think it is. So I think it's two vinyls, right, and then uh some a book or something, and then they have the movie that goes with it and like a CD or something, and they charge seven hundred dollars for all of that. Seven. I think that's honestly ridiculous. Oh, four LPs. Four LPs. What? Okay, so. There's only okay. First of all, what I think is kind of weird is that there's only going to be one thousand copies of this box set, which I was thinking about buying it until I saw that it was only a thousand, and then I heard the price, and I'm like, oh, "Are you?" To be honest, like that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Because I think the white album box set, just the vinyl, was like I think a hundred fifty bucks or two hundred bucks, which isn't bad because it had four LPs, uh, pamphlet and the poster. Yeah. And the albums were mastered terrifically, so I get that. But if this is actually 700 bucks, that's insane. So the box includes four blue LPs on just standard blue vinyl. So it's a clear vinyl. Um, a 3D Blu-ray of the film and a 60-page book that has a ton of like unreleased pictures and things for the concerts. Um, on Billboard, which I will link this article in the description, the show notes below if you guys want to um, read it. It says the film which has the highest Global box office goes of any concert documentary was released in theaters that October, the first of several posthumous projects that the Jackson Estate would produce. And da 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 talks about that. And so basically, they released this promotional video. I remember, um, like, I think it was a day or two ago when they released it. And I remember watching it, and I was just like, this is actually looking really cool, you know? Because yeah. I haven't released anything since Scream in 2017. And I mean, we got the vinyl box for um the diamond celebration but you know that was yeah, a limited that was thing a fail, you know but you know still yeah but with this i was actually considering getting it soon for like maybe christmas or something but then i like check out the price and stuff and i'm just like that is actually ridiculous it like i'm look up the price right now how much it is but i can't find anything but yeah, so that's the reason we decided to do the song This Is It for this episode, because I really think that this is it. it I mean, first of all, the song and movie is great. Yeah. Two, just the box set coming out around the same time, I think it just works. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I mean, uh, so... Uh, you go ahead, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just gonna... You can go, you can go. I was just about to say what we were gonna talk about. Oh, okay. About. I was just gonna say, um... I find it weird why they're trying to beat out the Beatles when Michael Jackson owns the Beatles catalog. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, it makes no sense why you would try to compete with the Beatles when you owned it. So, like, yeah, I, yeah it's it's just weird. Like, if I mean, you're making pretty much a percentage of the money that Abbey Road 50 is making. It's pretty much going to the Michael Jackson estate. But the thing is, though, they sold EMI. Yeah. Like, they sold EMI to Sony. So, like, which, first of all, the, they kind of already knew that they were doing the Beatles anniversary stuff because, you know, Sgt. Pepper 2017, White Album 2018. Yeah. 
But Sgt. Pepper had already been released, the 50th anniversary edition, when they sold the EMI catalog, which has all the Beatles stuff in it, to Sony. So I don't think I think they might have known what they were getting themselves into, but I guess they just didn't care because of all the money they were gonna get. Yeah. But still though, if they are trying to compete with the Beatles box, which is not going to happen because if the album is fifty years old and is still hot enough to get to number one again, you have no competition. It's just you can't compete with that, you know. So the song, this is it, which is what we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Um, I just it's again, like I said, it's probably it's probably the, one of the most underrated Michael Jackson songs. Yeah, I mean, ever. I can't believe it. it only has like twenty million views or something on YouTube. I mean, it should be one of his most popular hits, I think, in my opinion. I mean, I understand because back in the eighties when this was recorded, it was recorded in eighty three. Thriller had already been released, okay. so. I don't know if he, I think, because Michael sometimes, I think he stated sometimes that he just liked to record songs, just to record them and get them out of his mind. Yeah. And so with this song, I think that might have been just one of the songs that he just recorded for fun. And, you know, I just, I really understand why it wasn't put on anything, because it, I can I can kind of see it being featured on Thriller, but it was recorded after. But if it was recorded during the Thriller sessions, I think it was- then I can kind of see it being as like the finisher. Yeah, I can, I can totally, too. I think, what's the finish on the other one? I have the album right here. You have the lady in my life. Huh. Okay, I'm just saying, so, you're gonna take Lady in my life. Imagine this is it at the end. Right after Lady in my life. Just imagine how great uh, that would be. That would be so good. Especially the orchestra. And what kind of... I mean... I love the orchestra version. Like, honestly, I, I think the orchestra version is better than this, the version they released. I just really, really like that intro and how it just the orchestra carries the whole song. I love that. Yeah, I love the piano intro. Yeah, exactly. In the single or the album version, whichever one it is, you hear, like, the counting and Michael's going, like, one, two, three, four. And the song cuts in. Yeah. And I think it's a... Because this was right after he died. Like, it was only, like, a few months. It was released, like, four months after he died, I think. Yeah. And so, that has to be a moat, because all the hardcore fans, this is, like, some of the first Michael material they've heard, new Michael material, at least, that they've heard in, like, what, eight years? Because Invincible came out in 2001. Well, not really, because the Ultimate Collection came out in 2004, and that had some unreleased stuff. But if we're talking, like, brand new stuff, Mega releases. This this is it. Is like one of the big songs. I mean, there's only I think it's only been two or three unreleased albums since he died. I remember it was. Uh, I know one of my favorite uh, unreleased albums was Escape. I felt like that was pretty good. They did well on that. Yes. And they did a really good job with that album. Behind the mask. Behind uh, behind the mask is also a good song too. Like yeah, that. we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, that's a really, really good song, and I think that because the estate hasn't handled things very well because Escape was, although the songs were good, they were remixed and like they weren't, they didn't sound exactly like how Michael wanted them to. Yeah, and I think that was a little ridiculous, which is why they ended up releasing the deluxe edition because the fans got all mad that they weren't original. But the thing. So I don't get that at all. 
Yeah. I mean, like, I'm happy that they released, like, the original songs instead of, like, all the remixes. Like, I mean, I'm happy they at least released the, like, how they, how they were supposed to sound, you know? So, yeah. I'm happy Because if I had to come back to the version, to, like, if I wanted to come back to, because there were some of the original versions on Escape that I prefer more than the remix. Like, I definitely like the original version of the. But, like, version like Slave to Rhythm or Place with No Name, I definitely think they helped improve on. Yeah. I don't like, because... I don't like, I don't really like the how the original Slave to Rhythm sound. Yeah, me neither. It's kind of dragged. It was a little too bland for me, but I kind of like the new version. And so, with This Is It, if we go back, like, about five years before Escape, if, you, if it was done by the estate, then they did a really great job on remastering the track. Because if they did remix it, it's not originally what it sounds like. I'm assuming it's pretty close because it definitely sounds like a traditional Michael Jackson song. Because yeah. if you put it up against something like Escape, the remix of Escape or something, no, not even close. Or even like the remix of Slave to the Rhythm or something. Not even the same. Because... It's just so different. And so with this is it. I think that if they did change it, they did it perfectly because the song just yes, blends so well. Awesome. It really is. Um, the song, um, the music video for it, I also like. It's kind of like a bunch of the highlight shots from the movie all compiled yeah. into one. You have like Michael Pointing. And you have other ones. Oh, my iPad is going off. What the heck? A random number. What's uh, it? No, call? thank you. <laughs> you should have answered, <laughs> answered the call. Like, you should have answered it. Actually, I'll do that. Let's see what it said. I'm doing it. It's a FaceTime call. All right. Okay, it's probably not even a telemarketer. Whatever. Back to what we were talking about. Uh -huh. Yeah. Before we were so rudely interrupted by a bunch of numbers. Again? What, what retail? It. What retail marketer would fix that? I'm answering it. <laughs> you called the wrong number. <laughs> okay, back to what we were what, talking about. Who was so, that? I don't know. It just showed the wall. <laughs> and you said wrong number. I said you got the wrong number, and it just hung up. <laughs> you got the like, wrong number. <laughs> anyway, so how do you think this song would have performed if Michael had released it? If he'd released it back in the eighties, how do you think it would have done? Ooh. Okay. So back in the eighties. Michael had, I think, the best, like, uh -huh. that was probably the high, like, the high point of his career. Um, yeah. So, pretty much any Michael Jackson song back then did well. And, mm. but This Is It, I don't, I mean, like, if you listen to This Is It and you have no idea it was filmed in the 80s, you would not, you would never believe it was filmed with it. He was recorded in the 80s. You would never believe it. You would think uh -huh. it's like, oh, some 
2000s Michael Jackson. It sounds so much like a 2000 Michael Jackson song. And it just mm-hmm. doesn't fit in with the 80s vibe. And um, actually, in the original song, uh, it was also, there's also a featured artist. I think, I don't think it was Paul Anka, but it was something. Anyway. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was oh, Paul was? Anka. I think maybe he vocals on yeah. this. I think, yeah, I think he does the backing vocals at the ending of the orchestra version or something. Yeah. You know how, like, at the end it has, like, just the backing vocals? I think that might be Paul Anka. I have no idea who did backing on it. Yeah, I definitely think so, too. I think I think it would have done okay. It wouldn't. It would. I don't think it would be any Billy Jean or anything. But if they released the orchestra uh-huh. version, then uh, that would be played at like someone's fun- someone's funeral. I bet. And you have to like really think about it because this was this was recorded in '83, and Thriller had already been out, and so anything that Michael Jackson touched turned to gold after Thriller came out because he was like the biggest star in the, on on the yeah. earth. At the time of like 83, 84, when Thriller was already out. And so, like, really, I think this would have fit in. I think maybe he would have released this in maybe 1984 or 85. Maybe I think, like, it, I think right before Captain I think Neo. it might have been, you know what? It would have been amazing at the end of the Victory album, like the last song they performed at the Victory Tour. This is it. Yeah, I actually can kind of see that. I think if they could have gotten rid of Be Not Always, which I love that song, we'll cover that later. But it's such it's probably one of my favorite Jackson songs, but I think they could have gotten rid of that and put on this yeah. instead. I mean, like, that was like, I mean, I feel like that would be such a great ending to the Victory Tour. Like, the just like, yeah, this is our last tour together. This is it. This That, yeah, that definitely makes a yeah. whole lot more sense. Because Be Not Always, as much as I love it, it's a weak track on the album. It's mostly a cappella with like a few little guitar chords in the background. It's not anything special. I love it, but it's just not really yeah. anything special. They could oh, okay either if let's say Bina always stayed on. I think we could have gotten rid of the hurt off of Victory because that song to me is just filler. Which I will never say anything that Michael Jackson did as as filler, as for anything. But I think the song "The Hurt" off of Victory is this complete filler. It's it's filler. Yeah. It's it's complete filler. I think they could have gotten rid of that and put on "This Is It" because I really do think that that would have fit best on Victory. Yeah, I mean, because it was recorded in '83. Victory came out in '84. So I think so. that might have been recorded for Victory. Uh huh. It might have been '83. Um, I'll, let me actually check the recording dates. And see when it I mean, was recorded. I mean, if it's like late '83, then yeah, I think it was recorded for Victory. Yeah, if it was recorded in late '83, I think. Okay, we don't actually. I don't think we have an exact date. You know, I think we're the first people who ever thought of this. Oh, okay. I just found it a fact. So the song was um a demo. It was recorded. It, it was it was only a demo, so it wasn't even a full song. It was recorded in 1983 at Anka's recording studio he had in California. And it was intended to be added as an album track on Anka's 1983 duets album "Walk a Fine Line" that was in the process uh, of recording. So it wasn't even meant for Jackson's album. It was meant for Paul Anka's album "Walk a Fine Line," uh, which I yeah. never knew. Oh, Anka claimed in 2009 that following the release of Jackson's 1982 album Thriller, Jackson stole the master tapes from Anka's recording studio. <laughs> so apparently Michael liked the song so much, I guess he just wanted it for himself. We just took it. 
<laughs> okay, this is mine. It just runs out. It's like you know how like if you um like you your friend like and you're, like if you're cra- okay, I have you ever done this? Like you're craving some food, some type of food, and you know your friend has it. So you go to your friend's ha- house, not even to hang out, just to get the food, and like within five minutes eating, uh-huh. you're just like, all right, I'm gonna head out. Exactly. Um, it also says soon after the alleged theft in the eighties, Anka threatened to take legal action if the recordings were not returned. So uh, apparently that happened. Uh, Jackson's version of "This Is It" was reportedly found in a box of tapes with only Jackson's voice and a piano accompaniment. The song was described as having been a bare bone recording. Jackson subsequently returned the tapes, although Anka insisted that Jackson had made a copy of the recordings of "I Never Heard" and retitled the track with his voice to "This Is It." So, oh, in 1990, Anka allowed the Puerto Rican R&B recording artist Sapphire to record This Is It, which she did on the original title I Never Heard on her second studio album, I Wasn't Born Yesterday. So, apparently it was re-recorded multiple times. There's multiple different versions, some from different people. It's, oh, it's, this song's history is actually kind of... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it takes a true MJ fan to know, like, the full story. Mm, I mean, not a lot of people know the story. Yeah, that I didn't even know about that until now. Um, yeah. Uh, on September thirteenth, two thousand and nine, there was a reported secret Michael Jackson single that was being produced to promote the film. So it was it was planned for the concerts. So apparently, he was supposed to perform it during the concerts, and then they said, and on the twenty third, Sony said they were releasing a song titled "This Is It." Um, oh, the song is to feature backing vocals by several of Jackson's brothers. So do his brothers do backing vocals on the track? Huh. Huh. I think that's, I think that's who it is at the end. I think that might be who it is at the end of the orchestral version. Yeah. How did you write critics? Um, what um, chart success? Okay. On the U.S. Billboard R&B. Okay, hit number one in Iceland. That's strange. <laughs> the highest it ever hit um in Iceland was the highest it ever hit was number one in Iceland. Then Japan it hit number five. Um, the U.S. Billboard Hot R&B and Hip Hop Songs it hit number eighteen. And the um Hot Contemporary Tracks from the U.S. Billboard it hit number eighteen. Um, so yeah, it did fairly well. So that's pretty cool. It's because the the movie did amazing, and so. I think that, you know, probably would have done good anyway, because the movie was a success. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, so, still, did, it still did good. I mean, it's kind of underrated, though, for Michael Jackson. Exa- exactly. Because I think it was just, like, one of the songs that was hot for a good minute. It kind of sucks because of how good it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, it was just, like... I don't know how to explain it. Like, it should have been, like, more popular, but at the same time, it was kind of popular, but it... Or, like, made it popular or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I'm pretty... Yeah, it held the top position for four consecutive weeks, and it ended up bouncing back to the top position of the charts on November 28th. The music video is just again like a just uh um it was directed by Spike Lee 
who worked with Michael Jackson, who directed um, but they don't care about us video. And some of you may have know know him for the um Bad Twenty Five and his and uh, Off the Wall documentaries that were released after Michael Jackson's death. Yeah, what happened to Thriller Twenty Five? Was that a documentary too? I don't think there was a documentary for Thriller. There was like a video of Kanye West talking about it. I don't know. I think there might be, but I think I might have seen that, but that's about it. So, yeah. uh, oh, uh, sorry, you cut it out. What? Oh, anything else that we would like to say about this is it? Oh, um, underrated, box set, over expensive, uh, <laughs> and I found my AirPods. So, that's it. <laughs> Great way to end it. So that is the very first episode of Michael Jackson Escapism, Michael's work revisited. Um, thanks for listening. Um, subscribe to Nicholas. Oh, thank you. Please do. I'll put his channel link in the description or show notes or whatever it's called. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, y'all. All right. Bye. Thank you so much, Lane. No problem. Peace. Peace. So yeah, guys, that was the episode. Um, this is kind of the outro after the outro, <laughs> funnily enough. But yeah, so like I said, that is pretty much going to wrap up this very first episode. Episode, ice. I'm dumb. Episode of Escapism, the new show, Escapism, the reworked Escapism. I hope you guys are really going to enjoy this show. I I'm, I think I'm going to have a blast doing it. Um, because I because I didn't really have that much fun doing the last um version of this show, and I think I'm going to like this a whole lot more. So, uh, if you guys ever do leave a review or tell me what you guys think of the new format style, um, tell me like a review how you feel, what you want to see. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Peace out.